Welcome to the Growing in Grace podcast, where you can listen in on some casual conversation about the good news of Jesus without all of the inconsistent religious double talk. If you've ever struggled with feelings of hopelessness, guilt, and despair, or wondered if you're really right with God, it's time to discover the true freedom that comes with the gospel of unlimited and overflowing grace. And we want to thank you for tuning in to the Growing in Grace podcast. I'm Joel Brzezicki, along with Mike Kapler, something we do here every week at growingingrace.org. The Growing in Grace podcast. Um, I already said who I am, so I'm not going to say that again. I was about to introduce myself <laughs> again. But you, he, whoever's listening, you hear this every week, so you should know who we are by now. <laughs> we need no introduction, only because we do it every week. <laughs> well, we've been doing it a while. You, you made the point the other day that uh, we got 16 years worth of podcasts for people to go back and listen to. I, I think that's really cool that you were able to to keep those on there, that you, know, you had the, the bandwidth or whatever to to keep them on there. And I, I know people sometimes go back and, and hear them and, and we've said this before, but I think you'll find a, a pretty consistent message of God's grace throughout the years. But at the same time, you're probably going to notice some areas where we've grown in our understanding and focused on some things that as we were learning them, we would begin to apply them to our understanding of the good news gospel message. So consistency yet growing, as the title of the program says. Yeah, I think the core of the podcast has stayed the same. But like you say, we've grown in our understanding, not only of the message of God's grace and the gospel, but also in how it plays out in our own lives. And it's it's a natural result of talking it out and living our lives day in and day out. Every once in a while, we've gotten some letters, emails. How am I ever going to grow? You know, I'm, I'm having such a hard time understanding some of this stuff. I mean, I get it, but yet I get, something else just pulls me or whatever. And it's just like, just give it time. Just give it time. Just keep yourself focused on the gospel of grace, God's grace and his love. And you will get yourself. Eventually, you will become established in it. The writer of Hebrews says it is good that the heart be established in grace. And to be established in something usually takes time. We didn't just get to where we're at here, the things that we talk about just overnight. Cap and I, you know, we used to talk about things together at the radio station where we used to work at. And like he said, we've over the years doing this podcast, we've grown in this. So, well, we've been talking about Paul and we're going to try to wrap things up this week. Believe it or not, this is podcast 799 and we're going to be reaching eight. 100 podcasts next week. So we'll uh, try to wrap things up with our talk about Paul and contrasting him with some of the things that James had said. And Paul really had this message, as we've talked about, about grace apart from works. We talked about some things he said in, uh, uh, wrote to Timothy last week. And there's one verse when I had been kind of taking a, a little course through church not really a deep theological thing, but just something I was doing through church. And they had us memorize Titus 3, 4, 5, 6, and 7. Titus chapter 3, verses 4, 5, 6, and 7. And I just love it. And we we memorized it in the NIV. There are other versions, obviously, where you know you can get the spirit of this. But I like what it says here. When the when the kindness and love of God our Savior appeared, he saved us. Not because of righteous things we had done, but because of his mercy. He saved us through the washing of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us generously through Jesus Christ, our Savior, 
so that having been justified by his grace, we might become heirs, having the hope of eternal life. Now, one thing that I you've probably heard me do on the podcast before, I like to read things wrong just to highlight what Paul really said. And he says, like in verse 5, he saved us because of the righteous things we had done. Of course not. No, not because of the righteous things we have done. (laughs) So that having been justified by the good things that we do, no, so that having been justified by his grace, we might become heirs, having the hope of eternal life. So Paul really, in those words there, He's really laying it down that there is nothing that we can do. It's not about our works, not about our goodness. It's about his goodness, his kindness. He saved us because of his mercy and grace and nothing that we've done. Good stuff. I mean, we've covered quite a few things that Paul has said on this topic, if you will, about salvation by grace through faith alone. This is just sort of like an icing on the cake. Mm from what we've been talking about. And it's so simple, so easy to see, and frankly, quite contrary to what James said. But look at what he says going on. I'm skipping a a verse or two here, but he says, avoid foolish disputes, genealogies, contentions, and strivings about the law. (laughs) (laughs) In contrast to what you just read, avoid that stuff. It's unprofitable. It's useless. Good works, verse 8, let me go back so I don't skip over it. Uh, It's a faithful saying. These things I want to affirm constantly that those who believe in God should be careful to maintain good works. See, this is a part of who we are. These things are good and profitable to men. Good works because we've been saved by grace through faith, Mm -hmm. not by works. And yet good works can be profitable, especially toward one another not profitable in the sense of salvation or justification or your righteousness and holiness, but profitable toward each other to maintain that. And because, frankly, uh, you know, that that law that was such a standard, that 613 commandments, 603 plus the 10, that law package, that that high standard uh, that nobody could keep, nobody could live up to, uh, that package that wasn't based on faith, that package that could not give life, that nobody could live up to, you see, that, that thing was monstrous. It was weak and useless, the writer of Hebrews says. It needed to be replaced, which Jesus did that. Jesus became the new covenant to replace the old one. But it's still profitable because, you see, that standard that nobody could live up to, this new birth that we have now that Joel just referred to by grace through faith, as he writes to Titus here, this thing it's an inheritance. We've become children. We're heirs. This isn't something you work for. It's according to the hope of eternal life that we should become heirs. But it's profitable because as new creations in Christ who have become the righteousness of God, it's in our hearts to want to do good things. All right. But verse 9, avoid foolish disputes, genealogies, contentions, and strivings about the law. They're unprofitable. It's profitable. for, for Good works can be profitable. Uh, even though we're, we're free to do what we want, not all things are going to be profitable. And one of those things that is unprofitable is arguing about the law. It's, <laughs> it's something that doesn't even have a—it's not even part of the Christian equation. Admonish people to stay away from that, Paul said. I, I find that interesting, Joel, that Paul went on to say that after the, the great grace phraseology that you were taught to memorize. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, people will bring up works a lot. 
So you're saying that works don't matter, that, you know, you shouldn't do good things and all that stuff. And obviously we're not we're not saying that at all. Being dead to the law or having no relationship to the law. You know, the law brought about actually, you know, Paul says in Romans seven, you know, sinful desires were aroused by the law. The law is the strength of sin, Paul said. And so good works don't result really from the law. That's what people think. You know, Paul thought that he would find life and he thought that he would find righteousness in the law, but he, he didn't find that stuff. But if a person, if you're listening to this and someone says, well, those growing in grace guys, they say that you shouldn't even do good works at all. Well, point them to this podcast because we are saying that good works are good. You know, Paul said in 1 Corinthians 6, all things are lawful for me. So it's true that the things that he does, we neither in Christ, we neither keep the law nor do we break the law because we're not under the law. But Paul says, not all things are helpful. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be brought under the power of any. All things are lawful for me, but not all things edify. And so in Christ, even though we don't have the law, Paul says, I want to do things that edify. I want to do things that are helpful. Like you said, Cap, these are natural parts of who we are now. You know, we've been made new creations. We've been born again. Things are new. All things have become new. It's part of our identity now, but it has nothing to do with the law. And to emphasize these works, any good works that we do play absolutely no part in saving us. If we believed upon the name of Jesus Christ, you know, put faith in him and were saved and never did a good thing in our lives, we would still be saved because salvation, justification, righteousness, everything is by God's grace. It's through faith. Apart from anything that we do, again, we want to do things that are helpful. We desire to do things that are beneficial for other people, for ourselves, we don't want to do things that harm ourselves or other people. Giving is a good thing, uh, even though you don't have to give. You don't have to do anything. But, you know, all of these things are, are good, not to save us, but because we're already saved. Yeah. So in, in what we're really wrapping up here is a series we started um, a number of months ago on some of the differences, some of the different comments that were made by Paul and by James. And, and it was really a fascinating series for, for me to dig out some of the things that we, we did dig out. Um, and that's why we followed that up uh, in conjunction with the things that Paul said over and over again through his revelation that would come later, long after uh, James had written his letter to the church. Um, Paul would come out and, and communicate this revelation of, of God's grace apart from works. It's really a big deal. Uh, it, it's, an, it's an important thing. You know, uh, James asked the question, can, can faith alone save someone? Uh, his rhetorical answer probably would have been no, you need works with it. Paul disagreed with that. And I thought the icing on the cake there in, in Titus was a, a great way to, to finish this. And uh, we'll be able to, to move on to some other things here as we continue to talk about the, the good news of God's grace. But, you know, James said, for as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead. Well, just that example alone, that illustration alone, using the body and the spirit in the way that he did there, he kind of had it backwards. So the better thing to say here, based on the example he gave about the body and the spirit, <laughs> is that works without faith is dead also. That would have been the, the more accurate way to say that as we uh, get ready to wrap things up here, Joel. 
Yes. Uh, I have said that for years, and a lot of times I'll get some good comments on that, that works without faith <laughs> are dead. You know, the Bible talks about dead works. I think Hebrews talks about dead works. Dead works are works that people do in order to try to save themselves, to justify themselves before God with their works. But again, there's not a single work that we can do where we can stand in front of God and say, look what I've done. And he says, okay, I like that. You've done that work. Now I'm going to save you. Yeah. And, and and which work is it, right? Right. I mean, which ones? I mean, what is it exactly do I have to do to add to my faith? <laughs> exactly. So we can rest assured. I mean, the assurance of the gospel, the assurance that we have in Christ is that it's not about us. It's not about the things that we do. It's the solid work that Jesus Christ has done, the solidness of God's oath to himself the sacrifice of Jesus, that's what it all hangs on, nothing to do with our works. Yeah, that makes me want to rest. How about you? Yes, resting in Him. It's a good rest. Well, hey, as I mentioned earlier, this is podcast 799, which means, as you can very easily do the math, it's podcast 800 next week. And what we've decided to do is, during the next few weeks, we're going to look back at some of the highlights of our uh, last 800 podcast. We'll talk about some of the topics that we've really enjoyed talking about here on the podcast. So that should be fun, should be interesting. So stay with us the next few weeks right here on Growing in Grace. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. Access past programs by visiting growingingrace.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.